Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I am Larry Monkey, and I'm here with Justin Rogers. What's up? Yeah! Well, well, well. At least we're not hurt. We're we're trucking along. Here you know, we go. <laughs> I woke up this morning, and my ankle was sore. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Are you so, down for two to three weeks? Or is I, it high ankle, four to six? I think it was just from watching football on Sunday. <laughs> I woke up with a sore ankle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everything hurts. Everything hurts just from watching those guys this weekend. So we got an amazing guest again. We are going to welcome the Dynasty Madman. What's up, fuckers? Save the best for last. (laughs) (laughs) How are you guys? We appreciate you taking that time out to to hang out with us, man. This is a long time coming. Thanks. I wanted to come on the when you first started this thing, I, but I think you you DM'd me at like eleven at night. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Larry has been known to do that every once in a while. It's um, sometimes you just you know you you have that 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 ball of energy and you're ready to to just expound on the whole world with all of your knowledge of of that you get when you've had you know twelve Guinness or whatever. Right. Exactly. Nice. I imagine that's what you did before you uh, set your lineup against me in HQ1. Uh, I mean, pat yourself on the back. I mean, you know, beating me to take the title in that. I mean, you know, not not just anybody. Yeah, trust me, anybody could do it. Uh, but I mean, congratulations <laughs> uh, to you yeah. for doing so. I didn't expect to be in that game. Uh, I thought Mike was going to beat me. But as luck would have it, Mike had a terrible game. Actually, a couple bad ones in a row. He was lucky to win the one week. And then uh, I know he was sore and uh, – Mad that he lost to me, but I shouldn't have even been in the title game. So I I, I completely expected to lose. All those oh. guys in that league gave their best players to you. I was looking back at the trades. I'm like, what the? I didn't help this guy win. I don't oh. think I traded with him. I don't think you did, actually. Yeah. No, no, you're, man. You're, you're, tough. you're a tough cookie, man, in the trading department. What is your philosophy when it comes to trades? I, I mean, I've gotten into that before. I know what I want, all right? And I know what I want to trade for. So if I'm going after someone, a, a, a specific player generally, or a specific position, a player of a particular caliber, let's say wide receiver one, running back one, you know, I know how to get that and make that happen if that's what I want. But a lot of times, you know, I get the guys that I want on my team. And this is much different than my co-host. You know, Mike goes into it, win now. I mean, it's pretty... Um, you know, I think he'd still crush it in a redraft league, right? It's probably why he's doing better than me in, uh, slightly in the Scott fishbowl. You know, he's always, he's about, I'm going to win now, worry about later, later, but I think he can balance both. Shane's kind of the opposite. He wants to get all the players he wants, a lot of rookies, a lot of draft picks. I try to get a youthful package in a startup where in a profile, a tier, a con- there it is, the, the Guinness, a continuum of players. You know, I have guys that are peaking now that are star players. I have guys that I think are going to peak and replace them. And then I have younger guys that I might like that are easier to acquire, but I really go for players that I think are going to be good players. And I come out of drafts, not really needing or wanting much. Usually. I mean, you always need something or want to boost a position. I don't feel the need to trade just for the sake of trading. I enjoy it. It's fun. But for me, it's just one, one sort of tool to use in building a team. If I had, I've taken over orphans and that's where I've had the most fun trading picks and Debbie players to build a team and kind of it's been a challenge, but I don't want to go or come out of a startup with such a shitty team that I feel like I have to trade it away 
already. I'm thinking maybe I didn't do my best. And I get if you draft players, if you draft value and you draft players that are good instead of players that you want or players that you need even, you know, you come out of it with four starting quarterbacks, uh, you know, five running backs, two two tight ends. You know, you don't maybe have every position loaded because you know you have the equity to go and get them. That happens. But I just feel like I have players that I want on my team and I don't feel the need to trade them away and, you know, tinker so much. Just I tinker a little. And when I get offers from you guys, if, if, it, if it isn't something that, you know, excites me, then I don't feel the need to really barter around. Um, but having 60 leagues makes it hard for me to do so. Next year, I promise not to have so many so I can trade with you cats. So with 60 leagues, I'd imagine you got hit pretty hard this weekend with some some injuries. Any leagues, any teams where you had like yeah. a... Yeah, I mean, I have um, 49 leagues where I set lineups. 55 of those are di- – I have 55 dynasty leagues, a total of 66 leagues, 55 dynasty, 49 where I set lineups. So, um, you know, I do uh, – some of those are best balls. Some you can't really tinker with. But, yeah, I, I definitely have teams where I have George Kittle, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin. Uh, you know, I have all these guys that have been knocked out, and that hurts. And, in fact, you know, in, in the Scott Fishbowl, this oh, year, gosh. I actually have Kirk Cousins, who's gotten me a lot of negative points. And I'm not looking at this. I'm just trying to remember who I have. I have Paris Campbell, who was just knocked out for the year. Um, I think I have George Kittle in that. Um, that Yeah, because I drafted him high. Uh, that was, you know, knocked out. I have a lot of good players that I was relying on get knocked out. And then other players who are just so happen to be not doing shit early in the season. And it's just a perfect storm for, um, you know, not, not winning games. It's just too much, you know, to overcome you know, to win a game. It's funny because I, from, I don't have, I don't own Kirk Cousins anywhere, but in the fishbowl, did he get something like minus 19 or something? Yeah, like that? more than that. It was minus 19 point something. Yeah. And I, okay. I didn't look at exactly what it was, but it was yeah, more than 19 points. And he and and going in, he was considered one of the safer plays because yeah. of his efficiency. Yeah, he's been, he just really took a shit this this past weekend. That was at home too. It's a home loss. Well, there's nobody yeah. there, but you know. Yeah, he's been one of those super high uh, completion percentage guys for a few years now, which is great in SFB, but. Yeah, he he definitely laid a deuce on you for that one. And good quarterbacks are going to have weeks like that. They they really are in this format. I mean, it's it's set up to do that. You know, um, I have twenty nine year to date points out of Deshaun Watson, for instance, and I have net uh, six point seven eight points out of Kirk Cousins. And it really, you know, you need to kind of think about it before you set your starting lineup in this and and maybe roll with just one quarterback because there's such a liability if they get those negative points that week. Good quarterbacks will do that and Kirk Cousins will too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he's been good in fantasy and uh, accurate enough. All the jokes aside, he, you know, boring, albeit, you know, vanilla, but he's, he's been fine. If you look at the career, he doesn't win the big games. He doesn't really go into the postseason. But for fantasy football, he's been fine. And he's usually a value, you know, where you draft right. him, you're not paying a lot and you're getting sometimes a quarterback one. So it pays off. But yeah, he's he's as boring as they come. I, I have Kittle. I have Paris Campbell, um, J.K. Dobbins, um, you know, that's starting slow. A.J. Dillon that's starting mm-hmm. slow. Tariq Cohen, who, you know, he's a, kind of a gadget guy. He, he's going to have weeks, but he hasn't yet. I have Leonard Fournette, who has traded and isn't doing much yet. Um, you know, probably get into the swing of things. Kareem Hunt. And I drafted all these guys not putting a premium on them at all. I have Anthony McFarland, who isn't being used by the Steelers yet. Carrion Johnson, who I guess doesn't even play for Detroit anymore. Yeah, I, like I didn't. 
I don't like him, but I thought, you know, he's probably going to get some work, you know, first, second down back. He's, he's decent, pretty good back, but so far, no go. And my wide receivers normally don't suck, but I have Stefan Diggs, Kenny Galladay, Michael Gallup, Paris Campbell, who I expected a lot of this year. I got him, you know, low enough where I didn't pay a premium for him. Hunter Renfro, I expected he might be a good um, PPR yeah. guy. In this. Uh, John Ross took a flyer. Don't like him, but I thought, you know, let's see in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow if he can start be on something. Started out strong last year. Yep. And then I have George Kittle, and as backup tight ends, I have Austin Hooper and Nick Boyle. Boyle, as you know, is a great blocking tight end. Can catch, but he's literally on the field for 90% of the – uh, Ravens plays because he's he's such a great player and so he's he's going to get some action so he's a he's a guy I like to have for bye weeks and stuff because he's he's usually always good for a few points and not a goose egg but like the this is the perfect mix of shit players in the Scott Fish Bowl turns out I mean I have you know even the guys I took a shot on aren't doing shit uh, three points out of John Ross three points out of Kenny Stills Galladay's hurt Campbell's hurt Kittle's hurt Cousin sucks I mean what are you going to do I think it's funny. Um, you know, I play, I don't ever really play the waiver wire hard in this league. I, I find that the leagues that I spend more money and more time on are the ones that I, you know, that I really get into love Scott fish and the Scott fish bowl. And it's, and what it stands for. I just don't know if this is a format that I'll ever be, you know, a competitor in. It's just not really something that, you know, that I can ever nail when he changes the scoring and stuff. I, I've had really bad luck all four or five years I've been in it actually. Well, this is my first foray into uh, SFB, and it's not going well for me. I took <laughs> Drew Brees early, and uh, thanks a lot, Drew Brees, for aging not yeah. so quickly now. Cheers. I mean, Just that guy is – Oh, dude. He was the hot uh, fishbowl quarterback, too. Absolutely. Like, you know? Everyone was like, Drew Brees in the first. Yeah, man. I went Kelsey, I think, at the 11, and then Drew Brees at the 202 or something like that or whatever it was. And I thought, yeah, I'm good, you know. And then I had, of course, Cortland Sutton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's going to work out great for me. So I'm picking right now between John Ross and, and Darrington Evans and A.J. Dillon for my last starter. It's it's gross. Oh, man, it's yeah. gross. Well, it's I'll, I'll give you a quick quick rundown. I mean, I'm one on one. I, I have the most rookies in all of Scott Fishball, and oh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I have Sutton. Uh, Sutton's going to end up. He's done. But then right. I have all these rookies. I, I picked up Mo Ali Cox. Yeah, baby. Right. Good I for picked you. him up good off waivers for free uh, the other day. Like on Friday, I picked him up. I did not start him, but I did start, <laughs> I did start Hawkinson and Henry, who got me 30 points between the two of them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And Mahomes, I had like uh, I think I, I had the fourth pick. I had the one hundred four, so I just took whoever was left for me, and it was Mahomes. Right. Basically, you picked up Mo Ali Cox and missed his only decent game of the year. <laughs> oh, baby, we'll get into that. No, man, I think we're going to see big things from Mo Ali. Phil, let's talk about. Well, we don't have to talk about Priv. We covered too much of him last week when Sipes was on because we know how much he loves talking about Priv. Oh my god, I think he wants to kiss him. <laughs> yeah, he would have his well, babies if he could. I didn't have a bad draft, what I would consider a bad draft. I made some picks that you know maybe I want back, but starting it out like much like you did with George Kittle and then Deshaun Watson, 111 yeah. George Kittle, 202 Deshaun Watson, and there that's fine. Kittle got hurt, Watson's been fine. I'm happy with those two still. I, I was really happy at the time. Then I got Fournette and Galladay. Um, I was happy to get Galladay there. You know that mm -hmm. hasn't worked out with getting banged up. Fournette is a volume guy. I, 
he's not a great running back. He doesn't break tackles. You know, he just gets what's kind of in front of him. And, um, you know, he's been okay, but the running backs were flying off the board and I wanted to get a guy. He caught a lot of balls last year too, Fournette. So I didn't know. I didn't know he was going to leave Jacksonville, but at any rate, then I got cousins. Okay. Probably not the best pick there, but then Kareem Hunt at 602, which is going to be fine. Stephon Diggs at 711. Um, Cortland Sutton, unfortunately, went right before my next pick. So I took Dobbins. I wanted another running back. And I I know later in the season he's going to be he's going to be good for me. I'm not worried. But just a couple of things, you know, injuries and then picks I'd like to have back. I got Michael Gallup at 1002. I think that's great. Um, Tariq Cohen at 1202. Uh, he hasn't done shit yet. Paris Campbell at 1311 IR, right? Then I took AJ Dillon. I was just getting, like you, some rookie running backs. Um, and then I just filled in the gaps going for players that were like high risk, maybe high reward, like Kenny yeah. Stills. Who knows? There's, because, there's a couple of iffy receivers in Houston. And if yeah. he were to become a starter, he can he can play multitude of positions. I know he's kind of uh, all over the place. I don't know if the team loves him anymore, but he can play inside, outside. He can play the slot, and he's a fast, decent athlete. I'm, I'm like, you know, there are worse uh, wide receiver threes that could become better than that on their teams. That hasn't worked out. John Ross, like, I can't. I don't own John Ross anywhere, and I never will again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony McFarland, Hunter Renfro. I mean, it's not terrible. I got guys that have a chance. It's just nobody's done a damn thing so far. It's yeah. it's really sad. Speaking of really sad, why don't we give an update to the uh, Hot Sauce Eliminator there? Well, yeah, that, that's a great idea because Fantasy Cares Eliminators, the F, hashtag F, FCE Eliminator, uh, <laughs> Hot Sauce Edition, the Hot Sauce Eliminator. Similar settings to the fishbowl. I mean – the, the big one here is, and I want to talk about this for a second, because Ryan McDowell, when we had him on as a guest, he kind of poo-pooed the whole tight end, drafting a tight end. He kind of punted tight end. And in, and in these eliminators, I don't know, Madman, if you are in any of these outside of the HQ one, the tight end, three points for a first down. Like, it's a, it's a .5 catch. Mm-hmm. And a point, I don't know what it is. It's a, I don't, it's point five for a first down. I, I don't remember the, the yes, break. Yes, exactly. It ends but, up being right. three points. Your tight end point. get catches a first down is three points. That yep. not, my, not including the yards. I knew it was first down premium. I couldn't remember how many points it was. Yeah. So I don't know what, what the breakdown is specifically, but if you get a first, if you catch a first down, it's three points, not including the yards. So I loaded up on tight ends. I think that's you know, smart. In all of in all of my leagues, and we had McDowell on, and he was like, and he and I'm in I'm in the Ryan McDowell eliminator, so we were talking about it. And what was fascinating to me was he didn't even take a tight end to like the ninth round, and he only took one, and it was Dallas Goddard, and that was it. I see teams um, that don't have quarterbacks that don't have tight ends right. because, I, I, um, and and unfortunately, I see teams that have one defense, which I think is always stupid in these. I think you kind of have to have a couple defenses. Um, be, just because uh, you know yeah. the they score more points than I think people realize. Oh, uh, team defense! I don't want to do that. I play dynasty, but honestly, they do they do pretty well in this format. At least they did, you know, in previous seasons anyway. Right. So yeah, yeah go I, ahead. Had a, I had a pretty decent week, and it was carried by defense and tight end. Mm-hmm. Higby, Kelsey, and Waller. Y'all, the Dude, lowest. What they, they get you? One hundred seventy points. What they get you? Uh, the lowest of those three was thirty six point nine from Higby. 30, Damn, that's awesome, man. 
That's a week, buddy. That's a hell of a week. So I went heavy tight end on pretty much all my all my leagues, and I'm crushing all my eliminators. And I'm starting a minimum of three tight ends, and they're all coming up. They're like 20. All you see is just 20s at all these. You were guys. smart. I'm surprised that so many people punted that. The thing, the thing for me is um, well, I I, I rarely ever punt tight ends. I mean, I have before, and I feel like I've always paid for that. Um, I almost always come out of the first few rounds with one of the better tight ends, one of the you know top five players, let's say. I Maybe the first two rounds, you'll see most of my rosters, I have like Kelsey or Kittle, Kelsey and Kittle, Kelsey Andrews. You know, I, I just think that at a position like that, where the difference between, well, first of all, we're a lot deeper at tight end than we've ever been. There you know, are a lot yeah. more good tight ends that are being used in offenses. And, but I mean, before the recent past, I always wanted one because of, um, you know, the difference that it gives you. It, it's so easy to just plug in yeah. Kelsey and Kittle on a team. And um, I never complain about those rosters. It's, it's way easier to find a wide receiver, even a running back to plug in than it is to get a, t- I mean, a, and a good running back and, and wide receiver than it is to get a good tight end. It's harder. You pay more for it especially in premium leagues. I think you should never punt tight end in, in most of the kinds of leagues we play in, even with the flexible starting lineups. I think it gives you a real edge um, in these leagues. And good for you guys. I can't believe McDowell came on and said he, and he only has Goddard. I wonder how he's doing in that elimination. Oh, well, he, he, just, he justified it. And he had, and he, if there was anyone that did research on these eliminators, it was Ryan. If you go back and listen to our McDowell episode, we really had a nice segment where we just got really got into these eliminators. And he was yeah. all the amount of research he did. He pulled up every winning eliminator team because he has access to all that data. Yeah, so he, he sure pulled, does. He pulled up all of the. He, he was explaining it to us in detail. And it was it was amazing. It was unbelievable. He was. It he really was. Like, it made me feel kind of bad. Like I had like four tight ends, and he was like, you know, most of the win. It was like they have one tight end. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh shit, did I fuck this up by drafting four or five tight ends or whatever I have in there? Like, no, I don't feel like I did after after this week. Like, if you get the right tight ends, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, if you get the better tight ends, um, yeah. I'd rather have them than the better wide receivers or running backs. That's and, what I meant. And so with this season is probably one of the deepest tight end seasons we've we've probably ever seen, honestly. Uh there's a dozen tight ends that are just, you know, you could kind of just set it and forget it with these Doing guys. It. Yeah. Yeah. But so Ryan's uh, pr- thought process was that, like, like Justin said, there weren't any winning eliminator teams last season that had more than two tight ends. Okay. And, but I don't think the scoring was the same last year. I mean, I know it was a heavy premium, but I don't think it was this heavy. I think it got a little heavier this year. Patty Whalen. Yeah, good old Pat. Hey, Pat Whalen. Yep. Sorry, Pat. Pat. This is but you gone. He was our late. Wow. Go down the toilet, baby. Down you go down the toilet. toilet. <laughs> you just got flushed down the toilet, Pat. So, buddy. Poor Pat. Thanks for listening. So who, who, you get to stick around for another week with your shitty team. But Thanks Pat, for your 10 gone. bucks, man. I haven't had a go beer ahead. in two weeks, man. Man, I haven't had a beer in two weeks. More regular than that, but I tend to yeah. not go off the deep end much. I, I have in the past, and even on the podcast. Uh, Can I bring this back? Because I have an important question. I want to ask you yeah. two, you two experts: yeah. Is the Saquon Barkley owner to do in a dynasty league? Man. Trade him? Yes, but I have a couple ideas on, on this. Let's talk about your HQ one team and what happened to your team this weekend. Okay, we'll get back to the 
and then we can get into what we got. Right. Okay. We'll get, we'll get All back right. to the carnage. I didn't bring this up specifically for my HQ one team, but I but, think it's important to note that you got I, fucked. I met my fiercest opponent yet. The IR. So what happened? I, I didn't see, I, I don't pay as close of attention okay. to oh, each league as I should, even okay. the HQ league, but I, I was so looking H- at them today. What happened the to H- you? The HQ one league. Madman should be yeah. your favorite league because it's everyone. No, it else is. I, I, I haven't looked at um, anybody else's um, one loss or you know injuries. Yeah. I was worried about my own today. So what happened to you this week? You okay, so so I, I, obviously I'm the, the defending champ, and I have a ridiculous team. Uh, I lost Saquon Barkley. I lost <laughs> CMC. And I lost Cortland Sutton. You have a ridiculous team. That's right. Just having Barkley and McCaffrey no. on the same team. No, Jesus. screw that. He's got Lamar Jackson and Joe Mixon and mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt and J.K. Dobbins. And Terry McLaurin. He's got all this youth and good running backs. It's stupid. Man, I drafted. It is I drafted CMC, Barkley, and Lamar. No, you didn't draft Barkley. Sure, I did. You for, or you traded for one of the two. I took him at one hundred and two. Okay, then you traded for CMC. I traded during the draft. I traded for CMC. Okay, gotcha. and you could blame you could blame Just Mr. Wow. Fantasy Timeline for that one, dude. Job. I blame everyone in the league for stacking your team. I don't think these yeah, guys understand. I don't think some of the guys in HQ one understand that when you're trading, you have to consider who you're trading with. It's kind of like if you're the Cleveland Browns and God, they suck. You don't trade with the fucking Baltimore Ravens. You don't try oh. to help the Raven. If you say, I mean, things like that have happened. They've traded with the Steelers, but you, you don't trade with the best team around you, you and make them better. Well, you trade I, with someone else. Well, Madman, this is a this is an interesting dialogue here. You don't trade with the best team. That's because no. the best teams are usually the most active, wouldn't you say, or no? No, no. I don't think the best teams. No, are the I mean, most I'm active. Shane, always giving something no, away to look, trade. It can Shane be. Shane and I, Shane and I, are super active. Both of our teams are shit. So there you, you know. go. There you oh, go. Thank actually, you for saying that. I didn't want to poke fun at Shane and Larry. I know you've been active, and I think that sometimes the right it it has to be the right kind of active. Just like I said, trading to trade. I mean, I don't I get off on. Say, that. I mean, I certainly. I'm trying to be shitty, and unfortunately, I'm in first place in my division. Are you, are you really? No. I, I saw something about you tanking. Are you really trying to tank? Which, yes, by the I, way, we don't care about. No, no, no. Okay, so, so no, no, no. And I don't tank. Like, I set my lineup. I set the best yeah, lineup I can. Yeah. But I was trying to – I'm trying to get – I was on a two-year project. And so I acquired through a bunch of trades. I had the 101 twice this last offseason and used that twice to get Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. So here I am with two of the top what, three or four, five quarterbacks in the league, and I can't lose now. M- Mostert, McKinnon, uh, it's just stupid. So Madman, so this here with Justin is the the opposite of what you were your team was earlier. You're talking about Galladay and Sutton, and you know I guess you know Miles Sanders didn't play the first week, but all these players that haven't been playing. All of Justin's guys have been playing, and they're the the C squad. You know, they're the JV team, and these guys. I mean, what did you, Rashad, I love Larry. Taylor Rashad won you the week this week. Yeah, Peyton Barber two weeks ago was good. I mean, <laughs> Willie Sneed two weeks ago, and Alan Lazard. 
I mean, okay. Willie, I know, <laughs> Willie, you're, you're not trying to win by starting Willie Sneed, but somehow I, Willie Sneed okay, scores well, some points. You say that. He's like my worst receiver, but there you go. If this was a DFS right. lineup for you, dude, you'd be cleaning up right now. Yeah, if you say you say that, but like I, I benched guys like Mike Thomas from Cincinnati, or from yeah, from Cincinnati, and yeah, you have that Mike Thomas, right? Exactly, Anthony, Anthony Ferkser, you know, like no legit. Willie Don't Steve dog on Willie Ferkser. He's good, man. So yeah, so let's. I, I want to label this segment the Tank Tracker because Justin's been trying to tank, tank, and he is having this is the Tank Tracker 2020, and he the, the, and guess what. And this is typical 2020. You're two and zero, and you're trying to tank. That's 2020. All that's got 2020 written all over. I need one more year. I have three first this year and two firsts in 2020. Well, just do yourself a favor, Justin. You're tanking. I get it. That's fine. You know, whatever, you, whatever you want to do. Do not get rid of Patrick Mahomes. Do not no, get no. rid of Kyler. I didn't you already it. did all the work to get those guys. Yeah, Don't pull a Shane sure. Villa and move Kyler Murray because you decided you had a weird colored shit. Tank. Absolutely not. No, I, like, I built ah. that foundation. It's a 16-team Superflex. Hashtag weird colored shit. So don't trade Lazard. Do not, for the life of you, trade Patrick Mahomes or Kyler no. Murray because you're so, trying to build a base of players here. Trade right. all your running backs. No, I, I send trade offers every time someone's good. Like, I'll send <laughs> trade offers out. And I thought yeah. I was going to move Mostert for a first after the first half of this week. I was like, oh, yeah, he's worth – Like oh, last week, he, got hurt. he was the Son only one that thought that. Well, no. <laughs> All right, so Larry, no, man, you could have moved him if he hadn't gotten hurt. That's let, true. Let's be very honest, Larry. If he goes twenty-five plus two weeks in a row, someone's given a first for him. I mean, there's no doubt about it. No, I need to move some players. There too. would have been somebody that would have given me a first. And you know, I'm trying now. I'll package McKinnon and Mostert, which that's the starting running backs for San Fran throughout the season. I think it's a legit offer to kind of move. Now, I'll be patient and wait. I'm not in a hurry. Yeah. yeah, no, just just keep keep the the see the thing the thing that you run into when you have a team like that is you realize that you have a few aces and you're like I know what I can get for these guys I can get a, a haul for Mahomes I can get a haul for Murray and then you kind of you kind of feel like you need to at some point don't do that keep yeah, those no, guys I, just keep building I, upon them because you have right. two of the best quarterbacks in the in the league certainly Murray's going to be up there soon enough in fantasy points he's already um yeah, close he's already right they're guys. both up i mean murray's murray's a, a first round or he's See, on for me, startup for know? me murray was my qb3 so yeah. and i know i know dak and he can go back and forth i was down on watson and i feel really good about that right now like the choice that i made there so I'm I'm very comfortable with my run. I have, you know, I think Larry asked me last week, "Are you trading those guys?" Not unless someone just blows the roof right. off. Like right? No, you're not some kind, of, some kind of crazy offer. No, I got no no intention of moving those because I built that foundation, knowing that if I could go one more year and lose some more damn games, and then I would be in a situation where I could build a really young, youthful, stud team. You know, so if I can get picks for all these players. I will gladly move them. I will, I will, you know, get a profit on these players. Like if they'll come to you as if you have Herschel Walker or Ricky Williams, you're going to move a shit, you know, you're going to move to get a shit ton of stuff. That's fine. But you know, the the thing about a league like this, it really only takes you to, to, to go from a 12 teamer to a 16 teamer to really change the, the prop to magnify the problems, to change the makeup of the league, to make things so tough like I was saying, Mike likes to go into it. I want to win now. 
In a 16-teamer, if you trade away your picks for players, sooner or later that shit's going to catch up to you. It's, yeah, and it's that's what I'm afraid of. Caught up to me. It caught up to me last season, actually, already in the second season of this league, right. moving future picks. Future picks in a 16-teamer like this are so much more valuable than in a 12-teamer. Right, and, and that's Pipes, the thing. Pipes last week was saying, you know, maybe you should try and go for it with this team. I ha- it's not sustainable. Like, it's literally not sustainable. When I'm starting, Jarek McKinnon and Willie Sneed and you know Jalen Richard, it's not going to be. I can't continue winning. You probably can't sustain it because those players aren't reliable. No, exactly. You, know, you could go so for it for a few weeks and maybe win and be. Be you know four and zero or something five and zero and then oh, gosh, but then you ultimately screw you screw yourself in the right. in the long game because you don't get the picks higher yeah exactly I have to be realistic and not be like oh well I'm just gonna go for it I have, I have these five first over the next two years let me trade them for a bunch of players and then I end up giving myself a, a very short term window where if I don't win it I've put my team back in the same situation where I'm having to trade those two quarterbacks and I don't want to have to do that you know not without getting something significant. I don't want it's it to start. Hard. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be forced to rebuild this team simply because I got impatient. Like I'm a very patient person. I'm in. I mean, it's not a ton of leagues, but I'm in enough leagues that I can rebuild two or three of them. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm rebuilding patience. three of them, and it's you, fun. You need Actually, to in your position to have yeah. patience. I need in my position need to figure out some way to either compete or not because I don't want to finish in the middle of the pack. That's the worst thing. Like That's you should have traded your assets away and gotten picks or something. You you shouldn't f- finish as like you know the 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 five hundred team in your in your league. You did you did something wrong. You didn't plan ahead or whatever. And I'm 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 kind of getting to that point where I don't have enough good players that I need to consider that. That's where I was after year one, where I had Derek Carr and Ben Roethlisberger and you know Odell, and I had a pretty good roster, but it wasn't good enough to be you know, a winner. Cause I didn't have the running back strength that everybody needs. And I was like, oh, shit. if I try to ride this out, I'm going to be in a terrible situation. So I just started selling last off season and, and I sold everybody and it worked out very well in my favor to be completely honest with you. I mean, going from Derek Carr and Ben Roethlisberger to Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray is just stupid, you know? And I had acquired, at one point, I had Mitch Trubisky, and at one point, I had uh, Matthew Stafford because I made some trades, and so I got extra picks and players from those guys. So it's a process, and and you know the whole trading thing. You were saying you don't like to tinker. I love to tinker. Right. <laughs> I like to tinker in the um, churning over sort of the bottom, sure. yeah, 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 the bottom part of the roster, and always improving it, and you know getting rid of players that aren't going to be on your roster next year anyway, and, and yeah. always kind of improving your, your bench. No, I, I like to do that. And, and I do like to trade. I just don't, I don't find the need. I see trades sometimes where they're so balanced. I'm like, why even move your guys? Because right. at some point the law of averages is just going to kick your ass. Like just hold on to everybody you have. Look at a few players that you don't enjoy, you don't want, you don't think highly of. Maybe try to package something to make a deal. I, I'm just different about it. And, and the guys pick. I mean, like you just can't decide sometimes. You know, to, you you know, you overanalyze trades. I mean, I have done that. Definitely overanalyze something. But the bottom line it comes down to for me is that the offer really wasn't, you know, substantial enough. Uh, sure. You know, I. I, I know, like I said, I know what I want. If somebody sends me an offer right now and I see it, I'm like, well, hell yeah, click. I, I'll accept it. I'm not going to you know, a- even ask for more. 
I, I'm argue. fine with a mutual trade. I send you what you want, you give me what I want. It doesn't have to be something where I consider it's a profit. I just so, so Jeremy, we are in the Yikes Auction League that that was a startup last year. I have a shitty team in that that I took over, and it's just gotten not any better. Okay, so here's what I was going to ask you: You have Zeke. What would you would you consider moving him for uh, for Saquon at this point and getting would I? Saquon plus? Yeah, dude, it would have to be Saquon plus something that I absolutely you know, relish having, because I already go into this thinking, I kid you not guys. And I know you were going to ask about Saquon Barkley today and I wouldn't necessarily tweet this out because I don't want everybody coming out of the woodwork and slamming, you know, the Twitter, but I already like Ezekiel Elliott better than Saquon Barkley. Okay. I'm not lying to you guys. I already have him ranked higher than Saquon Barkley. See, I'm fine with that. Honestly, I really do. The, what you get out of Zeke is very consistent production and he's always around. You know, like he really doesn't get bad injuries either. He's a little badass. He's good at just about everything. He's not as good in the passing game as Saquon Barkley, but he's better than Barkley between the tackles, short yardage. He he's really a better running back, like a runner, as you know, a guy getting banged around and pinballed in there than Saquon Barkley is. Saquon Barkley is an elite athlete. Bad. I mean, the, the man is bad. He's super strong. We all know that. He is not quite as good at running the football on the, you know, football field for an NFL team as Ezekiel Elliott. He is great in the passing game, near elite in the passing game. I just, I would prefer to have a guy like Ezekiel Elliott that, you know, is a three down back and that, you know, on, on the Dallas Cowboys, I want that running back. I am a Zeke owner and he's great when he's great, but when he grabs somebody's tits, Somewhere, then you're like, why didn't I get rid of him? You know, when he's at yeah, you know? I'll be I'm fine with with Jeremy keeping Saquon. I mean, keeping Zeke or trading him because the guy who has Saquon, I have both of their firsts, and between the three of us, one, two, and I'm third worst in the league right now. So I, I accidentally won. I'm looking at it now. I will trade Ezekiel Elliott because my team is one of those teams. I, I mean, I took it on. I didn't care. It was fun for me. I tinkered. But I what what happened was I didn't spend enough time tinkering with the details. I didn't spend enough time tinkering. I didn't spend enough time looking at how much money I needed for auction players. I really oh, kind of yeah. screwed the pooch on it to start last year. I fixed it a little bit. And I have some decent players, but I don't have enough players to even compete. So yeah, I would move for picks and stuff that would give me a chance to better my overall team because I I'm lacking at many positions, you know, and he's my ace in the hole. In this case, it might make sense for me to move him. You have to move to Zeke. In the long run. Yeah, I probably team, do. If, if your team you, sucks, you have to move Zeke now because what, okay, why, so why, why, I mean, what's Zeke going to do for you other than spoil a, 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 a better draft pick? You. I have Jeremy's draft pick, so ah. <laughs> I I'll tell you what. what does one get? Because I only have Saquon one other place, I think. Do, yeah, I have him in two leagues. Yeah, I have him in the HQ one league, and I have him in the uh, I have him in one of those DLF champion series leagues. So if if I was a Saquon owner in a sixteen team Superflex, you know, start eleven, I'd probably trade Saquon for Jarrett McKinnon and, and Raheem Mostert. For <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. How about? Well, how about a 12 team? How about a 12 team? This is in a so, standard so, 12 team people, sort of dynasty people. league. 
<laughs> I think at this point, I mean, you're even adding you're adding to Saquon to get to JT probably to get to Jonathan Taylor. Like, you're, oh, interesting. I think that's really where you're at. Not because I would do that on paper. On paper, Saquon is still a top four or five running back. Saquon but, plus for JT, right? But at this point, you're talking about every Saquon owner felt they were a contender. Otherwise, they had already moved Saquon. That does nothing for you. And every player, that everyone that's trading for Saquon, they're not trying to take a loss on this at this point. You know, right. they know the Saquon owner is in a situation where they're going to have to pay. Do you want to hear my Saquon theory in terms of how to get rid of him? And no one's going to want to hear it. You know, yeah, I want to hear what you're going to say. Because right now, if you own him and you plan on competing next year, you know, some people are just tucking him away on IR and maybe they have enough to just make do or hope they do. They're still going to compete. Or you have the people that are completely reacting to this as if they need to move him and get something that they can use to compete now. I see a lot of that. What would you do or what what's your advice to people? So what I would say is, listen, if you're going to – if you want to get rid of him, that's a, that's a knee jerk reaction. Like, ah, oh, I got, I want to sit on this guy all year, blah, blah, blah. Pay attention to the doctor reports because they're all, they're going to be, you're going to, there's going to be a bunch of them. Listen, pay attention to the doctors. If you want to get rid of Saquon, if you can get a major haul now and you'll know what a major haul is, get rid of him now. But when is his value go going to be back up? It's going to be right. It's going to be next year, right before the season starts. Sure. When, when everyone's hyping him up again. And if you want to get rid of Saquon, if that's your mind in your mindset now, then wait till then. Cause you're going to get, you'll, you'll get much more for him. Even maybe before the draft. Cause all the reports of him working out are in the, in the off season. And, I mean, this is the, I mean, what did he get injured week two? So he, ACLs. I mean, Hunter Henry came back in the tore his ACL in the beginning of the season. He came back at the fucking end of the season. He tore in the spring and came so back. You're gonna know who Saquon is. By, by the end of the season. Saquon's gonna be like, you know, making. He's not gonna be playing in games, but he'll be. You'll know where he's at in his rehab. I don't know. I, 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 I want mean, him I to be. I would wait. I would wait on it. I want him to be more than he's been. You know, for the Giants, I get that Daniel Jones isn't as you know sloppy and um, as Eli Manning, and isn't going to dump the ball off to the running back as much. He's he's ballsier. He's going to go down the field more. I I mean, I, I understand a, a lot of what the Giants are, how how different they are, and I don't expect that to stay the same. I think I think Saquon's going to be fine with the Giants going forward. My thing is that if you came to me with a 2021 first round pick and one of the best running backs out of this past 2020 class, I'm doing it for sure. Absolutely. If you give me Dobbins and a first round pick, hell, even DeAndre Swift and a first round pick, I'm doing that. Absolutely. And And I would do that even without the injury almost. But with the injury, I want to keep moving this year and then I'll get the pick instead of getting Saquon back next year. Um, but a pick and a play, you know, I was trying to move, Jay, uh, you know, Mixon. I have Joe Mixon in a couple places. One of them I inherited him. But um, so I have him and I'm trying to get rid of him. And my best offer was a 2021st and a 2022nd. And I think I'm going to take uh, that because I don't like, I'm also not big high on Joe Mixon for the Bengals. Uh, wow. So I, I want a player, though, and a pick. That's my preference. Yeah, a first round pick and and some player that I like, you know, as much or better than Mixon. We'll, we'll see. And I, I'm going to consider that a profit. I wouldn't trade every running back like that. I'm not going to trade just any player that's at the top 
if you own Saquon Barkley, I would not wait for him to get healthy. I would move him for, you know, something like I just said. I really would. Yeah, I think as you get closer to the end of the season, you can get more for him. Like, I don't know that now is the time. So I just went on Twitter and was searching, you know, Saquon Barkley trade. And here's one. It's a 14-team .2 PPC. So it's a pretty premium on running back there with with .2 points per carry. It's Saquon, Kittle, Snell, and an early 2021 third. Who cares about the third? Saquon, Kittle, Snell, and what? And a third. Saquon, Saquon and Kittle for for who? For Jonathan Taylor and Mark Andrews. Oh my God, that's a terrible, terrible deal for the uh, Taylor owner that just gave him up. I think. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think Andrews and Kittle is close. You know, honestly. Yes. I mean, I like Kittle more, but I don't think it's a huge separation. And Taylor right now is got to be better it got to be worth more than than barkley in season where you're trying to score points i mean if you're a rebuild you had okay so this is where i assume this guy is you've got jonathan taylor so you probably had a very early pick what is getting two years older with a similar production profile what does that get you and you're talking andrews to kittle because kittle's two years older than andrews right yeah right right so you're losing age on a team i i don't get it you know that that kind of thing doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Twenty six okay. to t- and twenty four at tight end, though, I, you know these guys play into their thirties. Right. Travis Kelsey's thirty, and I, dude doesn't look thirty to me. I'm just saying these guys play at an elite level longer than wide receivers do typically. I mean the the, the good ones like Witten has done. Uh, you know we we saw how long you know Piriv had his tight end of a generation. Um, you know, Atlanta had Gonzalez forever. I mean, they, it's those guys seem to play longer at an elite level. 26, though, as a receiver, 26 to 29 yeah. is peak years for them. So Kittle's right now, let's say, in his prime. Mark Andrews just ahead of his prime already playing. I don't have a problem somebody moving Andrews and for Kittle, Kittle for Andrews. My question is why? Because they're both like sort of top five tight ends. Andrews a couple years younger. I mean, Kittle, if you like one player better, I get it. But they're so close that, you know, that's almost like a wash. So if you remove those two from the equation and just say that it's an even, if you just assume that it's kind of an even lateral move for those two and delete them from that equation – what are we left with? Yeah, and then you're getting Saquon, Snell, and a third for Jonathan Taylor. That doesn't no. do it for me. The that Snell and the third, irrelevant. So right. it's basically Saquon or Taylor, and I want Taylor. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I'm on the I'm on the DLF trade finder. Uh, Saquon. Yeah, I was on that too for Saquon trades before uh, the show started. I so there, there are three trades that have taken place in a Superflex um, since the since the injury. Uh, Barkley for Daniel Jones and Amari Cooper. Uh, yep. Barkley, Barkley and Jacobs, straight up. Barkley and Sanders and Lock for Sanders and Lockett. Man, are you? Yeah, are, are you taking the other side in every? Are you taking the other side in every trade? Okay, so what was that first one? Because the the Jacobs, I'd rather have Jacobs than than Barkley right now. Wow. Yeah, so I, Jones and Jones and Amari Cooper. Daniel man. Jones and Amari Cooper. I'll, well, that's I'll, a super flex league, right? It's yes. kind of it's kind of hard to do to equate that because you're getting maybe San Francisco 49ers, you know, they don't have any quarterbacks. Well, they gave up Jones. So maybe the Panthers in this trade yeah, that acquired I mean, Jones and a Cooper, maybe maybe they desperately need that second quarterback. Yeah, so in that case, I can understand. Up. 
am not a Daniel Jones believer, much like I'm not a Drew Locke believer. Those two guys, for me, I could give a shit about them. Uh, Daniel Jones, yeah. I don't think they're quarterbacks in the league in three or four years. Like, I just, I don't think they're very good. Well, I mean, you think he would, I mean, you think Daniel Jones has had a rough go of it. Wait till uh, he's got Wayne Gallman and fucking Devontae Freeman and Dion Lewis, right? Yeah, exactly, Lewis. those three guys. Yeah, Freeman. Freeman's a good running back. He's just aged whoa, whoa, out. Okay. He doesn't. He, he he's he's a capable running back still at his age. He's not okay. great. Obviously, there's a big hit to that offense, but I think maybe his better days are behind him. But I think that helps See, that offense. I don't think. I, I think it's a pretty lateral move between Lewis and Freeman. They're both good receiving backs. Who suck at running the ball? I mean, Freeman. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. Freeman is washed between the tackles, so I don't know what that does for them. The one no. trade I see here: Barkley for Sanders and Lockett. You know, the Sanders oh, and the guy who got Sanders, the owner, sorry, that got Sanders and Lockett. They're like, that's going to help me win a title this year, dude. I would give Barkley. So I yeah. might have done Sanders and Lockett. I might have given Saquon for Sanders and Lockett when Saquon was healthy. You know. Much less injured. I can't believe that he scored that deal. That's a that's a haul. I think it's a good return. Um, honestly, really if you're especially if you're trying. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you picked up right where you left off. That was a knee jerk reaction right there. Then and the Jacobs Barkley deal. I wonder, you know, be, after the injury, you know, giving up um, Josh Jacobs for Saquon Barkley. Why? Why is that guy doing that? Why, why is that owner doing that, you think? Especially when you see Josh Jacobs' pass game role now. I mean, it's certainly expanded from – Arguably the best running back in this class. I mean, it's, it might take some time or whatever. But, um, you know, if you look at the entire picture, most people had Josh Jacobs at the top of their board of running backs before the NFL draft. A little bit changed after the NFL draft. He still went to an ideal spot to get offensive line. Okay, CEH went to the you know the Chiefs, and we double count how awesome that is for him. He he's mostly going to be used. Yeah, he's been running the ball, but he's he was really drafted for his prowess as a pass catcher. That's why they chose him. That's why they drafted him. That's why they wanted him, and he's there. Uh, Long term, Jacobs may still be the best running back in this class. Yeah, what Barkley did in his rookie year was was just ridiculous. So I understand the allure of that but i think right now he might be chasing points that is putting him in a hole where you know now he's chasing what may not be attainable i was a jacobs i mean i own jacobs in ddcl and the the, uh, the dynasty diagnostic yeah. champions league that all of us are in i i couldn't get rid of jacobs uh over the summer i couldn't no one wanted him i was well, trying to you. Jacobs. So yeah, because I, everybody was talking about how he was going to be replaced. They're not using right. him in the passing game. And the thing that, you know, and, you know, Gruden's not going to use him in the passing game. Right. Everybody was talking about how they wanted Jacobs to be used more in the passing game because of his efficiency and he's just freaking good at it. Why did they just assume that Gruden wasn't going to use him more in the passing game? Is Gruden an idiot? Yeah. And they, I mean, they made the assumption that Gruden wouldn't give him more passing game reps. They did. They all just came to that conclusion. Right. So I couldn't get rid of Josh Jacobs all offseason, so I still have him, and he's killing it right now. Yeah, I don't love that running back, but he, he's doing well. And, and and my thing is, I think I'm looking at a trade I'm trying to offer, and I got myself confused, but I'm trying to get Jonathan Taylor in some way with my two Saquon Barkleys that I own. I'm trying to get right. Jonathan Taylor or 
like I said, another rookie running back, you know, at the top there and the top, you know, top few backs, maybe with something else. And uh, so far it's been quiet, I, but that that's what I'm trying to do is get Jonathan I, Taylor. I actually, well, I just, I just made an offer and that got shot down immediately, actually, while we were just talking. I sent, uh, it would have been uh, Barkley. It was Bark. <laughs> this is a two-point tight end premium. Uh, it was Bar- Barkley and Dalton Schultz for Taylor, and he shot it down right away. Yeah, that wasn't going to get done. <laughs> yeah, really? get done. Because basically it's Barkley for Taylor because no Two one believes. Yeah, but no one believes Dalton Schultz is actually going to be anything more than what he was this past week. Which I is- honestly think that Dalton Schultz is better than the guy he's replacing. I do. Um, 30, maybe 30, 30, happen, 30, points. But- 30 points in this league, 30. You can I, be. I, he's he's a smart player. He's a tough player. He can catch well enough. I honestly think that he's better long term fit for the Cowboys than Blake Jarwin. I, I'm not a Blake Jarwin believer in but any way. I don't want to take anything away from him. But I think Dalton Schultz. He was playing full. But no, when Blake Jarwin was playing football, when he was on the field, they still had Schultz worked in to to play tight end, two tight end sets to back up to be the backup tight end. And to play fullback and play in short yardage situations, he was still going to be out there because he's more dynamic than Blake Jarwin. And I'm, I think that this could be really good for the Cowboys and play, replacing Jason Witten. Uh, Jason Witten, who I, dude, if you don't like Jason Witten, you don't like football. That guy, I mean, he would call plays from the tight end position. Right. <laughs> Jesus God. He's like, the only issue with Schultz is, the only issue with Schultz is, he's the fifth option in the passing game. Yeah, they have so many options. You're right. If we be, if we're being very honest with ourselves, you know, you still got Cooper, Ceedee Lamb, Gallup, and Zeke are all in front of. Sorry, you started that off with who? I just heard. I heard Ceedee Lamb and Gallup. Did you say Cooper? I did say Cooper first because he has looked really good through through two weeks. Amari Cooper isn't he gone after this year? I don't know. Probably. That's what everybody's saying, right? Because now they got Colin so. Schultz to get, to get those 10 targets a game. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not every game, but, dude, that's amazing that he, he came in like that. And he's like, I need the ball. Give me the ball. Yes. So uh, the DDCL, yeah, I, I, made a trade to, I made a trade today. Um, Good for you. It was a – yeah. Uh, I wanted Mo Alley Cox, man. I liked what I saw. I you wanted it. Mo Cox? You know when you need Cox, Mo you want Mo Cox. Mo Cox for Larry. I, said, I put out an APB. I said, how can I get Mo Cox? And Come you on, did it. Baby, give me some Mo Cox. <laughs> and I got my hands. Oh, jeez. You got your hand on Mo Cox. Yep. <laughs> I could not Good resist. 1.75 tight end premium. I got my hands, two hands, on Mo Cox for Gronk. And uh, Madman's buddy, uh, old Renfro. <laughs> Not my buddy, man. I was just playing the angles. I actually like that for you. I, you know, that could be the starting tight end there, and that's a great, a great, a great team to have a starting tight end. We know from past experience with that quarterback. And sorry, but the guy he's replacing, Andrew Luck, liked him, used him. Not a very good tight end. So I and Gronk is done, and Renfro. Dude, there's so many passing options on that team. I don't have a problem with you making this uh, deal, especially in 1.75. Cox is definitely better than Grok yeah. in this format. Yeah. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I, I'm just – I don't believe in Mo Ali Cox. I don't think he's anything more than – you know, he had the best game of his, of his season yesterday or two days ago. We're recording on Tuesday. He absolutely had the best game that he's going to have this season. 
And I don't know that he's going to come anywhere close to that. He's that guy that catches two or three balls and one of them goes for a touchdown every third yeah. or fourth week. You hope so. Yeah. That's he's the like, what is he like six thirteen, six fourteen? He's like you know, really, I think he's like six eight, but I mean, my gosh, the, the dude towers over people. He gets on the field and you're like, damn, he looks tall. You know, he's a big fucker. Yeah, he is a big fucker, exactly. Well, he's a huge bitch. The guy caught five or six targets for 111 yards. Priv, he loves dumping that off, man. He loves the tight end. That This could be his new Gates. Instead of Cox, instead of Gates, he's got Cox. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't hate that. Listen, we start, and I looked at it, so we start 10 players on a roster of, what is it, um, 30? It's 28. 28. Mm-hmm. 28. Okay, so sure. you're – if we were starting 11 or 12, I might be worried, but you basically traded two for one to upgrade a position, which you did. You upgraded your tight end position for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have a pretty stacked team, so I was kind of, I'm kind of just piling on. And this is another league that I kind of made a point that I didn't take advantage of the tight end premium during the draft, the startup. And once I realized midway through the season that, holy shit, you need tight ends in at 1.75 tight end premium. So I just started making moves and getting my hands on as many tight ends as I could. And I kind of, and so now I got a nice, nice tight end crew. I think I got Hurst and, and Goddard and Henry. And now, so I got. It's okay, but it's, it's nothing like what I'm rocking over here. So I just got into this league. I'm, I'm, I'm in the class C because that was the startup this year. And uh, I believe I'm second overall out of 48 teams in points because, oh, I was stretching and grabbing tight ends left and right. Well, who was telling you? Who was telling you? You know, when you're starting four tight ends a week, when you're just rolling out Waller, Jonu Smith, Gasecki, and Ertz every week. I love the 1.75 tight end premium so much that yeah. I blew 100% of my fab. Did you even spend every dollar? On Logan Thomas. Wow. 100%. Logan Thomas, boom. Ken, you're my spirit animal. That's it. <laughs> I mean, hey, you're not allowed to use his government name. Hey, who is that? Who are you talking to? Dude, this guy's got 17, tar- He's got 17 targets through two games. I mean, I know the yards aren't there, but I think that the, the end the, the the red zone touchdowns, who knows? And again, this is a fucking tight end premium where you need tight ends. Tight ends are gonna get you 20, 30 points in this league. If hey, I'm going to ask you right now, Larry, um, if something were to happen to Shane Manila and he could no longer be on our podcast, would you consider taking, taking his place? <laughs> I'd be happy to fill in anytime, yeah, nice anytime, you, anytime, you, anytime you'd like. I can even mess up the names. I was, uh, what was it, uh, Juice, Kyle Juice, Jusak last week, I said. Use Chick. Use Chick. I remember uh, – the one of the shows uh, for the HQ, I was talking about the Browns, and I should know the Browns, right? That's my team, and and I was like, yeah. When and then they brought in the fullback, and, and instead of saying Janovich, I said Yankovic. Nice. <laughs> I slept it in. I mean, you listen to a show where a guy doesn't know how to pronounce the fucking players on his own football team, and you're like, this guy, I'm never listening to him again. But I do have a trade offer sitting out here right now. That I want Let's to run it. by you guys. And do again, it. this is in this DLF Champions League that I got into. It was a startup this year. It's a two-point tight end. And that's kind of – and I was loading up on – it's another league I was loading up on tight end. Ten start, super flex. Mark Andrews or a 2021 first and Rager. So 21 first, Rager or Mark Andrews. Two-point tight end premium. Two-point. Go ahead, Jeremy. 
No, I, I wanted to know. Okay, so how many starters do you? How many? How many players do you start? Starting ten. Start ten. Superflex. Who do you have at tight end? Who do I have at tight end? That is a very good question. I have Mark. Well, I have Mark Andrews. So yeah, I got uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Doyle, Dallas Goddard, Chris Herndon, Dalton Schultz, and Irv Smith. So, so nobody. Goddard. Mark Andrews and a bunch of guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, Goddard. Goddard. I like Goddard. But yeah, I like Goddard a lot. He's no, he's no uh, Zach Ertz, but I do like him. Yeah, and Herndon, Herndon and Irv Smith are kind of like the same right now. They're, they're, the, they're not doing anything. Right, they're the cross your fingers and hope that hoping something happens. Yeah, oh, man. And I'll the rest of those guys are garbage. I'm just saying, whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're just loading. You up. start ten. I love Rager. Like I thought he was the best wide receiver in this class. Hopefully, he you know gets to that point with uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, Jalen Hurts probably is going to be starter there. Um, you know, sooner or later. Ouch, don't say that. Oh. No, that's that's from my buddy Shane. I, I can't wait to talk to him this week about how uh, they were piping in booze for Carson Wentz. This but I'll be honest team. with you. You don't need Jalen Rager. You need exactly. Mark Edwards with the makeup that you have, honestly. Right. And it makes your team stronger when you strut out your starting lineup. Do you need a, a fifth wide receiver to be a wide receiver two or three? Or do you need right. a, wide, a tight end one? That might be the overall tight end one this year. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. Be the overall leader at tight end. Well, right now, right now, that. Alton Schultz without scoring uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, you My and I are going to duke it out over, over Dalton Schultz when we get off the air. I swear. I own that guy in so many places. Like, I already I had him on my spot, and then I picked him up well before he went off. Just, I, I'm actually happy to see that. I like that player. You know how you kind of just get behind guys? You're like, yeah, I love this player. And you just, you can't, you know, here's the deal. Like, oh. If you own Dalton Schultz and you're not trading him this week, you're you're messing up. You're screwing up. You're not doing things right. Because Blake Jarwin. Oh, see, yeah. I mean, Blake Jarwin. There was high hopes for him this year, I and mean, if Schultz sure there was, was until they drafted C. Lamb, and then everybody, went, eh, you know, it's probably not going to. I happen. get you though. Capitalize on the short-term gain, return on investment, yeah. move him. Yeah, and it's it's a smart play. I'm down for that. You didn't say anything about the hot sauce behind me. Look at my collection, baby. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the hot sauce behind the madman. What's going on? Is that a is that a just a, a virtual green screen? Or you got a green screen going that is my wall of freaking hot sauce. I'm going to pour some in my mouth when I'm done with this. No, yeah, that's a, that's a green screen. Just for you guys, I got a wall of hot sauce. That's fantastic. Because <laughs> normally you have like the Ohio State like uh, stadium behind you. Right or or a bar or a bar with beer. That's what I originally thought it was because I'm not. I I try not to wear these glasses, but I fucking I yeah. Now I see that they're hot. Those sauce. are all legit. I um, like the, the I like the freaking the big head things you got behind you there. The Jets players. Well, he'll be pulling down that yeah, one. In like Dude, I've already. I've, I'm just like damn, Mike. You fucking kidding me? I gotta. Go, I'm gonna fucking tear down this fat head and put up a Trevor Lawrence fucking Jets fat head next. <laughs> You know, is that is that Darnold? Yeah, I'm sorry, Darnold has gotten gotten a raw deal. I I feel sorry for that guy. I mean, that offense is just God. I he think was, I wanted Darnold, not Mayfield, on the Browns. By the way, he was he was like the sixth rated passer this this week, or the ninth rated, or he was a top ten passer this week. I think he's, he's, a he's, he's, he's and you know what? They're, they, his rookie deal is to, is totally screwed. So when the Jets win two games this year, 
not because of him. <laughs> right. They're going to have to take Lawrence or whatever because they they reset that rookie the rookie money deal. The, the rookie money, yeah, you almost have to do it. You're gonna, sure. You're going to pay Sam Darnold 30 million dollars when you have Trevor Lawrence sitting there that you know. I don't know. Although I will say I'd rather have Justin Fields. Oh. Wow. Hot take. There's I, I, no Ohio State over here. Yeah, you, you think so. We didn't know we were going to get Justin Fields, by the way. I still think he's better than Trevor Lawrence. I do. Oh. I'm not I, alone in that. I'm not alone in that. You know, I'm a UGA fan, and uh, I, I like Fields, but he's not better than Lawrence. So the Dynasty Madman. He's the uh, host, co-host of the Dynasty Trades HQ pod. And this is my fancy radio voice. So what else do you do, man? You're you're like a you like edit some stuff too, right? Or what other? No, man. Um, I scaled I scaled everything back. Um, so right now it's you know my working with my boys Mike Sipes and Shane Manila at the uh, Dynasty Trades H- HQ podcast. That's that's my baby. That's what we do. That's the number one thing. Um, I have a couple of pet projects on the side. The Off the Rails podcast with um. You know, a multitude of people. Larry, you'll be on there soon. Um, really, just a fun podcast. Um, shaking the trees and like, you know, really, um, you know, challenging the sort of status quo out there. Um, a fun podcast. And then um, another thing in the works too. Um, more like a let's get drunk and uh, pretend we have a football problem. Kind <laughs> of podcast, which we definitely have a football problem. So just just fun stuff. But I haven't had a lot of time to do that. So that's it, man. I focus on the HQ. And, um, you know, the patrons of the HQ, we get, we have some really awesome things planned. Um, some things to release the details of on the HQ show soon, but we're going to be doing some, uh, interaction, some interactive stuff, some live shows like that. And, um, we're going to have some swag that's only available to the patrons. Ooh. Yeah. And I was going to mention, uh, you go to that store envy. Is it still, are we still on store envy? Yeah, yeah. Yep. dthq.storeenvy.com dthq um dot store s t o r e n v y dot com and yeah, all kinds of stuff with our new logo, but we are going to feature special stuff that only the patrons can get basically at cost, um, you know, uh, just to cover shipping and all that. So, some cool things in the works um and 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 some interaction, some live stuff with our patrons that only the patrons can be part of. And only the patrons can view afterwards. Ooh, so that means, yeah, become a patron to the Dynasty Trades HQ pod. And hey, and I tell you, the, the I got a shirt. I got a couple shirts. I got some koozies. It's, a, it's some good stuff, man. So, And you also have a belt. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about that belt. It's right over my, uh, hold on, <laughs> right over my shoulder there. I, I feel Bastard. Yeah, be careful because I'm accidentally going to win this thing this year, apparently. <laughs> You're well on your way. Come on, man. Light on the belt. There's a little shining right over there. There it is. Yeah, you better. You need to polish that. It's a little dull. Dude, I th- I didn't think I'd ha- I thought I would just collect dust there for another year or two, I thought. But <laughs> uh, now I got work to do. So. Right. I need to get Cole Beasley on my team. So anyway. <laughs> I love Cole Beasley, by the way. <laughs> you have Cole Beasley? I, no, I don't have. I don't think I have him in HQ one, but I love Cole Beasley. Like it's he's that guy that always gets you nine points. Like thank right. you. It's probably Manolo or somebody that has him, and he's going uh, to like two twenty. I don't think Manolo is a real person for some reason. Like he, uh, I, I think he's I can't a, wait for him to hear this. 
He is a listener. But, hey, I want to thank the Dynasty Madman for coming on the show. This was a treat, man. And he doesn't come out. He doesn't go on too many shows. So that's even more of a treat. I'm not allowed yeah, out. Mom, dark. mom let him out tonight for to play. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So to everybody else that's listening, thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast.